to Awesome with Allison and Eric too. I'm Allison and during this podcast, my only goal is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen. Whether it's by laughing at me, laughing with me, or learning something new and helpful, I hope you feel a tad more empowered, fired up, and awesome than you did before. I think I, I usually say lightened up. Or do I say fired up? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Guess who I'm with. Hey guys, let's let's move the along. The one, the only, okay, the sexy gardening, loving yard pruning. That sounds bad. <laughs> I think we're wandering. Let's get to the point. The one, the only, Eric Robertson, Pleasant Pictures, my husband, my lover. We are in Pleasant Pictures Studios, and I have disregarded everything you just said. Thanks for having us, Eric. Hey. We are so excited to be back. So I want to tell you guys, I spent some real time today, some real time, uh, reading all of the previous, um, and just in case I had missed any, podcast reviews. And I did an Instagram story about it. I got a little verklempt because the reviews that were shared were so kind and so amazing. And what people are saying in the reviews is what I said to Eric and to people when I was saying why I wanted to start a, a podcast. This is true. One thing I'm working on in my life is letting go of expectations and not creating things in the hopes of certain results. And so truly, we create this podcast and we put it out there and we're excited about it. We're really thoughtful about the content we put out. And then that's it. You kind of have to let it go and not think about it too hard. Otherwise, you won't do it, right? Right. But feedback is important when it's coming from people who are engaged. You don't listen to feedback from people who aren't engaged because they're the worst. But people who are listening to the podcast and taking time to leave thoughtful reviews and reading those reviews, it really was so rewarding. I made Eric do it today, too, so he could remember why we're doing what we're doing. I know why now. You will. You knew why before, but I say it in the intro every time that honestly, we wanted to create a podcast that was inspiring, got you fired up, but was also fun because sometimes we're serious, but sometimes you want to have fun. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for leaving the reviews. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for being your glorious, gorgeous self. You're phenomenal. Today, I'm super excited about this podcast episode. It's something that I've been wanting to do for a couple of weeks and we're finally getting to it and I'm calling it Confidence is a Muscle. Let's work it out. Work it, girl. And boy. And boy. <laughs> don't, don't leave half of the world population out of this one. Work it, boy. So we're going to be talking about confidence. Now, this rolls into a topic that my neighbor suggested to me. She was saying she thought it would be interesting to do a podcast episode on how to be more outgoing. And we maybe can do a podcast episode on that too, if you guys express interest in that. But I think that confidence has a lot to do with that idea of being more outgoing. And so some of those tips that I've been thinking on for that topic, we've rolled into this topic. But first, we're going to do a couple of segments. Our favorite segment is Nobody Cares About Your Kids, in which we share about our children that we know nobody really care about, but we want you to all listen to. So what happened at 3.30 this morning? I woke up by the grace of God. I really feel like I was woken up. <laughs> to go to the bathroom. To go to the bathroom. So <laughs> or I guess. woken up by the grace of God or my bladder. 
and Allison heard the TV on. <laughs> the freaking TV! The <laughs> upstairs the TV! She walks out, and there's Ginger and Rad watching Cookie Swirl C freaking on YouTube. Cookie Swirl C. If you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> so we find out that they've done this multiple times because over the last couple of weeks... They've been so tired in the morning. Randomly. But we, yeah. we kept thinking that they just were getting up really early. And I think that's part of what it was, is that they were getting up really early. Yeah, sometimes. Like 2.30. But sometimes like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, they were. But some nights it's like, rad, dude, what is going on? He looks at you and just starts crying. Yeah, he just... It's like the type of tired when you like bump a limb on something limp and you just start sobbing you brush your shoulder (laughs) against the wall (laughs) anyway is is rad was just out of control this morning so we put him to bed at 10 30 and he slept for five hours yes but you need to get to the park yeah so while he's sleeping i'm I'm trying to have a discussion with ginger and i say because it's all on ginger rad's not waking up ginger admitted that she woke him up to because she's bored and lonely i said Waking up rad in the middle of the night to watch toy videos is the worst thing you can do. And Ginger said, Dad, actually stabbing a knife <laughs> in someone is the worst. <laughs> I'm just, I laughed for like five minutes I'm straight. Just, so I got that text message while I was at the office. Actually? You know she said actually? Actually, stabbing a knife in someone is the worst. So there you have it. <laughs> She's <laughs> so terrifying and out of control. I say, because, you know, my Instagram and my social media and everything I share, it evolves as my interests evolve and change. Um, and back in the day, I like to credit Ginger with a lot of my early success because she provided so many good quotes when she was like a tiny toddler. And honestly, I think we can credit most of our success to Ginger because yeah. she provides so much good content. Just, she's such a motivator. <laughs> We're nothing without her. But no one cares about our kids, so Nobody good. cares about our kids. So now I'm going to share getting booky with it. And I have two book recommendations for you. The first one is Born Standing Up by Steve Martin. I think this book came out in 2007 or 2008. So it's it's not new. But here's why I recommend this book. I listen to it and Steve Martin reads it and it is so much fun. But also, I really, really like listening to the stories of people who have become like a master of their craft. Another one I recommend for that is Julia Child's My Life in France because listening to those types of books and really hearing everything that they went through and struggled and learned and how many opportunities and how many failures it takes to become a a true master of something, it's just so good to be reminded of how hard people work to become that amazing. And I really was blown away with how insightful and open. I've read a a few autobiographies where I feel like the person doesn't get as real. Now, I'm all about having boundaries and not sharing so much that you're just like an exposed carcass, but I really feel like in a lot of ways, Steve Martin was open and vulnerable about things, and that made it really easy for me to connect with him, and I really, really liked it. Well, the, uh, did he talk about the making of the movie The Jerk? He actually did. That's one of my favorite movies I of know. All time. I know he, well, he talks about, so the book focuses on his career in stand-up comedy. He kind of leaves stand-up comedy and he said, you know, I left stand-up comedy and I haven't thought about it since. And then in this book, he goes back and reflects on it. And the stand-up comedy is how he then found his way into his acting career. Mm, Good stuff. So yeah, it's, 
It's really awesome. It's a light, a light read or a light listen. Maybe great for a summer vacay, but also still inspiring and fun. So there you have it. Getting bookie with it. Na 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 na. Now on a more serious note, um, <laughs> I have been listening. I just finished listening to Victor Frankel's Man's Search for Meaning, and I cannot believe that I lived 33 years without reading that book. We had to read that in junior high. I high didn't school. have to read it. I was never assigned that book. Crazy. I and, and so if you haven't read it since junior high or high school, or you've never read it, it is, a, I, I believe it should be required reading for life. It's Victor Frankl. He's a Holocaust a, survivor, Holocaust survivor, but also a, a psychoanalyst or a, mm-hmm. a, a log, logotherapist. I can't remember exactly what he calls it. But anyway, so he has this super, super insightful. Well, he's a Holocaust survivor for starters, but he also then brings that different angle to it. So, you know me, I love the philosophy and the psychology behind everything. And so, not only are his accounts so amazing and inspiring, the kind of the second half of the book are his reflections as this psychoanalyst kind of philosopher. And those essays were giving me life. I the li- juice of life. Like, I am so dorky walking and running around Provo. I got this huge sunburn all over my back because I went to quote unquote work and just walked and ran listening to two hours of that book and just got fried like a little lobster. <laughs> but I wanted to share this quote. And this is at the very end of the book. I think this might even be the closing line of the book. I'm not giving anything away. You've heard a lot of Viktor Frankl quotes. You've heard a ton of them. But when they are couched in the book, the impact is like knock you in the face. It's just, you ha- you have to read it. You have to read it. You have to read it. What's this quote that you're lo- oh, juicing us up You for? have to read it. Yeah. Okay. So this is the quote. For the world is in a bad state, but everything will become still worse unless each of us does his best. This is is why we do the podcast. Not because we think we're so awesome and not because we think we have everything figured out, but because we want to do our best and we want to be surrounded by a a community and a group of people who also want to do their best. And so back to me going on and on about how much it means to me to have this community listening to the podcast and, and giving us your feedback and your insight and the emails that people send with questions and ideas. That is for me a big part of my meaning. And, you know, kind of the conclusion of the book is that meaning, a man's search for meaning, meaning is going to be individual to every single person and all truths are universal and we all just interpret them and hear them and say them in different ways right and so that truth for me is only you can be you and you're already as awesome as you meant to be that's my meaning specific to me and everybody has their own meaning that is specific to them and even the meaning of your life can be different from moment to moment Mm -hmm. and so that's actually been really helpful for me sometimes I'll feel anxious when we're just hanging out as a family because I feel like we should be doing something or getting something done and I'll be like the meaning in this moment is just to enjoy being together and it helps me be more present so anyway getting bookie with it I don't even care that that took a long time because everybody should read it just read the book people do you feel like I've emphasized how I feel about it do you think people should read that book (laughs) (laughs) oh man I wish I had more opinions it's hard being so So do I I (laughs) it's hard being so easygoing guys I just Oh, I don't know how to do it. She just her life is a is a, a quiet jaunt <laughs> through, through the woods of life. 
right. Who are you? We're, we're diddling. We're diddling on to confidence is a muscle. So let's work it on out. Okay. Here's where this is stemming from. I do Allison's Year of Awesome and you've heard me talk about it. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you don't listen to me. That's fine. It is a free calendar that I send out and I think your ears have turned off and you're like, meh, 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 meh. The thing is, is that I really think about these awesome attributes each month and then I try to put into place four challenges that I think will help cultivate those attributes. So for the month of June, the attribute I decided on was confidence. In May, it was ease. And I try to go like chill attribute and then like power attribute. And so we go from ease to confidence. You can't see what she's doing, audience, (laughs) but she's doing like ninja moves and punching. (laughs) So there's that. I was flowing for ease, like flowing. And then she clenched her fist and and started punching. Confidence. And so what I thought we would do this month is for this episode, talk about the different challenges that are on the calendar because I believe in the content. I believe it's good content. I want to share it with you. And then if you're interested in getting the calendar for free, you can subscribe to my newsletter. And I'm doing the the calendars for free every month this year, but next year I'm not going to be doing them for free. I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet, but I'm just like throwing it out there. This is like... I work hard on this stuff and I'm just like throwing it up you're on gonna people. You're going to miss it when it's gone. You're going to you're going to appreciate it when it's gone. Thank you, Eric. Okay, what's okay. the first one? So I wanted to share this quote. We talked about Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Bad A at Making Money in our money episode a couple podcasts ago and all the show notes and links are on my blog, theallisonshow.com. And I was, I like I listen to all the books usually and then I buy a copy of the book and I take notes and read and listen and on and on. But anyway, this quote is from her. Confidence, like all other pieces of your mindset, is a muscle. So all you gots to do is exercise your confidence muscle if you want to build it up. That's so true. Pieces of our mindset. So these awesome attributes like enthusiasm or ease, they're all muscles, right? right? And if you want to build them up, you have to exercise them. And I loved this idea. And I think the reason it really struck with me is because I had been doing all these squats. <laughs> Wait, so you don't have to be, you don't have to give up if you're not perfect at them immediately. <laughs> Contrary to my behavior, no, you don't have to well, give not up. Even if your you're... behavior, just just anyone, oh, <laughs> just I, life. My blog didn't turn out how I want it to be. I'm giving up anyway. Keep going. No, that's true. Yes, yeah. you can't expect to be in perfect shape. The first thing I wrote sucked. I'm giving up. Keep yeah, going. exactly. There, the, you have to exercise and work it out. And I just this idea of confidence as a muscle or any attribute really that you want to work on as a muscle, anything worthwhile, anything worthwhile. And I think it really resonated with me because. Because I was listening to the book and I had just done all these squats and my body was just aches from mistakes. It it just hurt, right? I was so sore. By the way, if anyone can tell me what lyric that is from. My body will, aches from mistakes. Yeah, my body aches from mistakes. Yeah. I will send you a CD and a tumbler. Okay, watch out. We're gonna be people are just gonna Google it. Well, the first person who emails to Okay, awesome the first person. That's a that's it. a better deal. Because yeah. sometimes Yeah. So while your body is aching for mistakes, um, (laughs) it's this idea that in order to grow like any muscle or get stronger, you have to be uncomfortable. And that's what I was feeling in that moment was the discomfort and confidence. You have to get uncomfortable to make money. You have to get uncomfortable to learn how to meditate and be more present. You have to 
feel the anxiousness of trying to sit still, That's right? That's true. But can I say something on this? Yeah, that give uncom- it to me. You can, you can become addicted to that uncomfortableness, and a lot of successful people do. I think I am. No, you do. You are. In a bad way or a good way? No, in a good way. The uncomfortableness, yeah. you can like, when you're like right now, I worked out and I am so mm-hmm. sore and I'm loving it. Yeah, it's, it's good. a good thing. Would you say it hurts so good? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, again, we should just do videos because I said that very sexy and gave him some bedroom eyes. Anyway, so this is what we're talking about today is if confidence is a muscle, let's work it out. So how do we work it out? How do we build our confidence? Let's make this applicable to you and your life because we don't want to waste your friggin' time. Number one, determine an area in your life that you want to boost your confidence in. Ooh, this is like determining the body part you want to sculpt. Like I want a rockin' booty. So I'm doing them squats. So she ordered the Brazilian butt lift DVDs. I actually did order the Brazilian butt lift DVDs a few years ago. And I will say when I did do it, when you got to shake your bum bum, it's this Brazilian guy. It did make my butt look good. But she passed the pencil test. Okay, we do not have time. Okay, this is the pencil test. This is the pencil (laughs) test. They suggest this in the Brazilian butt lift, that if you can put a pencil under your butt cheek and your butt cheek holds the pencil, that your butt isn't... you failed. You failed failed the pencil test. Drop the pencil. FYI, um, I've still currently... I don't think I've ever passed the pencil test. Well, they don't need to know that. My butt is rocking the pencil (laughs) test. Okay, so determine, like your butt, an area in your life that you want to boost your confidence in. So I get this question a lot. I wish I had your confidence or how are you so confident? You guys, of course, see the areas of my life that I'm confident in, but there's lots of areas of my life that I'm not confident in. I will say this about confidence, and Eric and I had this discussion before the podcast. I do believe that confidence is something, like we're saying, that you exercise and you choose, Mm -hmm. but you do have an advantage, or maybe it came more easily to you if it was modeled to you by a parent. Because I truly attribute one of the reasons that I am so confident because my mom is very confident in herself. My mom does have self-doubts about lots of things, right? Like all humans do. But she truly is wildly confident in a lot of areas. And her being so confident in herself gave me permission as a woman to be confident in myself. And so you might have to flex them muscles a little bit harder and work a little bit harder to give yourself permission to be confident. This is something that bothers me a little bit is, well, and and this is like a test that women who are confident are less likable than men who are confident. It's like statistically true. Yeah, it's Um, it's annoying. It is is annoying. And this is something that was really (laughs) controversial on my Instagram. And I took it down because I actually don't like to come from a negative stance ever, but this is a better place to discuss it. I posted how I don't love the One Direction uh, lyric, this idea of like, you don't know you're beautiful and that's what makes you beautiful. And to me, it suggests that if you don't see your inherent beauty, that that's what makes you beautiful. And a lot of people were like, oh no, it just means you're not stuck up and full of yourself. And I'm like, well, that presupposes 
that if I think that I'm beautiful, that I'm stuck up. So that's where it kind of really... Now, it's a One Direction lyric, and I'm not trying to throw One Direction under the bus. I love a pop song, right? And and so that Instagram wasn't really the place for it where people could talk to me. The podcast where nobody can say... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but just where I can kind of be like, well, you coming back at me and saying, if you believe in your... That's that's what it presupposes to me. And, and what it was this reflection of this idea that women who think they're beautiful are full of themselves. And I'm like, that's the problem. That That's the problem. And that's what just kind of blew my mind. And I'm not talking about like, I feel like I look super hot in an Instagram photo taking selfies of myself all the time, beauty. I'm talking about feeling confident to say, I'm a beautiful human and know that that encompasses more than my physical beauty. But maybe it does include my physical beauty. And it, whatever, whatever you feel conf- back to confidence, yeah. I believe confidence is sexy and honestly you guys that's one of the main reasons I was so attracted to Eric is he has an inner stillness and an an inner confidence he was not threatened he's never been threatened by my stronger personality no I've always been attracted to confident girls thank you (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh I just I felt I felt like that was an applicable side tangent so you're beautiful is the point of that story. And also back to determine an area of your life that you want to boost your confidence in. And if confidence was not modeled for you by a mom or a dad, Eric's dad is very confident and I can see how that has instilled confidence in Eric. And maybe that wasn't modeled for you by a parent. That doesn't mean that it cannot be modeled for you. Well, you know what? You, you should be the one to start it if you... Yes. Because your kids need it so much. They do. The world needs it. And, and honestly, when I think about what I can do for Ginger to make her see herself the way that I see her. And I always, as a, as a parent of a little girl, you can just start to panic thinking about how the world might try to tear them down or a little boy, any of your little children. And I just try to remember that what was modeled for me by my parents, that's actually, again, back to studies have shown, and I think I read this in a Brene Brown book. I think it was Daring Greatly. She talks about parenting and There are no indicators as far as like education, wealth, all these different things on like if your kid will be a good person or not. The highest indicator of what kind of life your kid will have is the type of life you model for them. Mm -hmm. So, So that's a convoluted way of saying if you're a good person, there's a much higher chance that your children will be good people. And so by you being a good person and modeling that behavior, and it goes back to the Viktor Frankl quote of the world is in a bad state and everything will still become worse unless unless each of us does our best. So you don't just owe it to yourself to be confident and work that muscle so that you can live a a more wonderful life. It's like the world needs your confidence, right? Even if you don't have kids, you're just your immediate family, your friends. Yeah. Um, Okay. So think of an area in your life where you think you could be your confidence. So for me, some so I feel maybe confident in my work life, but maybe I feel like I could become a better parent because my children are up at three thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, I want I want to know. I want people to write in and, and tell me if Circle from Disney, one of those like 
I want to know if those are working for you and what you recommend. I don't like the idea of the monthly fee, but I just want to know what people use to, you know, limit access and time on electronical devices. I'd also like to put out there, I like the path of least resistance parenting. I don't want it to be hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just whatever, what's what's working? Email us. Okay, Okay. wonderful. Thank you. Okay, so number one, determine that area. And then number two is think of ways. Number two, I just like to make lists. Uh, Number two (laughs) is think of ways to work it. And so back to my awesome with Allison calendar and June, the awesome attribute is confidence. Each week I have a weekly challenge and the challenges are different ways that you can work it. So I'm going to share some of those ideas from the calendar here. But again, if you want this, uh, the challenges are listed. And then every week in my newsletter, I kind of give a different interpretation of it. Um, that I send out. It's really good. Like, whatever. You don't have to like it. Okay. So, uh, ways to... So, these are some examples of ways to do what I'm going to call confidence reps. Do you like that? Mm-hmm. Confidence reps? Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the first way is nip it in the bud. And what I'm saying nip in the bud is self-doubt, self-depreciating humor, and negative self-talk are all really... Are all one thing. A really bad habit. So, nipping those in the bud. The big one for me is... It might be negative stories you tell yourself. It might be negative self-talk. If you hear yourself saying things like, I can't do this. The problem is, the hard thing is, well, I'm just not the type of person. If you're starting any sentences with that, that's that's negative self-talk because you're telling yourself a negative story to start, right? But the one for me to share a personal example is the self-deprecating humor where I am just willing to throw myself under the bus. I don't want people to think I take myself too seriously and sometimes I'll do that to a detrimental degree where rather than have any form of conflict, I'll just throw myself under the bus or say what an idiot I am. And it also comes from having this outgoing, strong personality. I don't want to make anybody feel less than because I feel confident in a certain situation. So often this would happen a lot on Instagram. I'd throw my kids a birthday party because throwing a birthday party helps me feel great because I'm good at throwing parties and I'm bad at lots of other mom things. And then I'd post pictures of these parties and it would make other people feel bad because they're great at other things and maybe not awesome at parties. And then I feel the need to get on there and be like, yes, I threw a fun party, but I'm really bad at this and I'm really bad at this and I'm really bad at this. On one hand, there's, yeah, we can be open and transparent and it's not about walking around and never acting like you're bad at anything. But I was started to take it so far that I was making myself feel worse by always pointing out the things I wasn't good at in an effort to try to make people feel comfortable. I was throwing myself under the bus. Yeah. One thing I've tried to nip in the bud, so the the rep or the exercise is nipping it in the bud is when I find myself doing that to a negative degree for me, just just nip it in the bud, just stop it. And you were talking about making assumptions. Yeah, and in, in anything competitive, whether you're starting your own business or starting a podcast or being a music producer or doing Instagram videos. Basically anything in life. Yeah. A bad habit of people is to assume that other people are better and so you shouldn't do it or you're going to fail because there's something better. Well, let me tell you right now, our podcast isn't the best podcast in the world. I mean, that's but, debatable. You know what? <laughs> but guess what? People still listen to it. Yeah. I still get paid. I'm definitely not the best producer in the world. I think you're the you best. might be the best dancer in the world, though. Well, I I might be one of the best nonsense dancers. <laughs> That's right. But the point is, <laughs> before you go into anything, stop assuming that other people are better than you because it actually doesn't matter. 
Yeah. It doesn't matter. So it's, it tears away your confidence by assuming that it's a waste of time. So I love that falling under the category of the exercise of nipping nipping it in the bud because making assumptions that you're going to fail, that you're not going to be good, that people are better than you is something to nip in the bud. Snip it, nip it, rip it. <laughs> okay. The challenge I have for week two, another exercise you can do, and this is something I personally do to help me, is determine my WCS, my worst case scenario. Now, this is something that can easily go too negative too fast. And so you need to determine your worst case scenario in this parameter that is the worst case scenario you're imagining because confidence or a lack of confidence often stems from fear, Mm -hmm. right? So you're fearing this worst case scenario. So you ask yourself, okay, the thing that is keeping me from being confident, offering this fear, this worst case scenario, is it truly worth keeping me from accomplishing my glorious purpose as a human being? You had a great example. And so this is the example. A lot of, I feel this way. I feel this way all the time. You get nervous to go to a new gym, Or try a new exercise class because you're going to look stupid or you're going to be fat or you're going to be out of shape. Or what if you get halfway through and you're not in good enough shape to finish and you have to leave? And it becomes this worst case scenario that you're not working out or going to a gym because of all these imaginary obstacles you've put up. So how can you use this exercise? Determine your worst case scenario. The worst case scenario is that I go into this exercise class Everybody stares at me. The instructor asked me a question I have to answer in front of everybody. I'm not in good enough shape to finish and I have to leave early. Is that worst case scenario truly worth making you a healthier, happier version of yourself so that you can be a healthier, happier parent, mother, worker, human being on the planet? No. Usually, no. Well, and also 99% of the time, worst cases never happen. It never happens. But even if it did happen... It's still not worse. It's still not worth it. And so I would do this a lot with my parties, right? I would be about to get on stage in front of 700 women and think, I'm going to be so stupid. Everybody's going to have a horrible time. I'm the worst person in the entire world. And it would be like, worst case scenario, everybody hates the party. Everybody thinks I'm an idiot. And what? right? Boom, 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 boom. Does that outweigh the experience that I'm hoping this woman has who, let's say, somebody who comes to a party who has just lost their mom? And that that happened. People people write me emails and tell me that. And um, no, it's not. Because that brings us to exercise number three, which is, is, shockingly, it's not about you. (laughs) It's the Allison. (laughs) It's not about you. It's about you. It's about me, Allison. No, it's not about you. And this is an exercise I use to help me boost my confidence all the time in social settings where I feel an enormous amount of pressure to do what people want or to give them what they want or to say what they want or be whatever it is I think people want me to be. And then I go, oh, it's not about me. It's not. No. I'm going to this party. And when I go there, I'm going to try to make each person I talk to feel great. And it's not about me. It's not about my makeup. It's not about what I'm wearing. It's not about the people I talk to or don't talk to. It's about each person I interact with. I try 
I'll try to think it's about them. It's not about me. And that boosts my confidence so much. Yeah, because you're, you're a whole weight load of yes. worrying about yourself is gone. Yes. And so often when I hear people talk about not having a good experience somewhere or even this happens a lot. You'll hear people say, well, I don't like to go to church in this class because this person does this and I didn't have a good time at this thing because this didn't happen. And if you go to any event with the only goal to be that you try to make the people you interact with have a brighter spot in their day, you'll never be disappointed in anything That's that true. you attend. That's true. Uh, I teach my branding workshops and these women, you know, they'll be like, this was so amazing. This was so great. And, and so often the people who are gushing the most are people who I go, I appreciate your feedback, but I can tell from your attitude that you have a good, and this is honestly a hundred percent of the people who come to my workshops. I'm so lucky that they attract this type of person. Truly. They're the type of people, like, I'm not even saying 99%. It's like a hundred percent. Everyone who comes to my workshops, they're the type of person because they've sacrifice so much to get there and put themselves out there so much to get there. They're the type of person who's going to have a good time and they're going to find value, not just because I'm hopefully and definitely adding value, but because they came open and ready for it. So again, that's shockingly, it's not about you. That's another exercise I use to help me feel more confident is to remind me, yeah, it just really is not about me. So anyway, week four, um, the challenge for that week is to go in instead of out. And we have a whole podcast episode on that. And we'll link to that in the show notes. But essentially, all of these exercises of boosting your confidence are ways to build your confidence from within rather than using the validation of other people, the words of affirmation from other people and achievement to mark and boost your confidence. I recently reached 100,000 followers on Instagram and it's you know, triple digits is kind of this achievement. And and I wrote this post about it. I'd say one of the top things I've learned from working towards this goal of growing an online audience is that if the outer markers of success, the outer confirmation is what's boosting you, you're going to be miserable. And if your confidence comes from the fact that everyone tells you you're pretty, or your confidence comes from the fact you're gaining lots of followers, or your confidence comes from the fact you were the best in high school at this thing and you carry that with you your whole life, when that fades and goes away, your confidence is going to wane. And so all of these exercises that we're offering, and I'm sure there's there's lots more exercises, but we don't want to waste your whole day, are ways to look to build your confidence from within rather than without without well it just seems it just seems like everything that we've talked about goes back to love because fear kills confidence mm-hmm. and if you're full of love and you're loving other people you're going to be confident and not just it's true and not false love but i mean if you no. can learn to love yourself like yeah. paul says thank you because i was about to quote rue if you can't love yourself how in the hell are you gonna love somebody else yeah so yeah. i mean it, it, it like oversimplifies it almost, but it is true. But, I mean, but if it you're is full that of simple. love, you will be confident. So we're not saying all of a sudden have a heart full of love. Of no, I am saying to, have a heart full of love. Well, yeah, I <laughs> know, but that's not. But you, you still have to flex your muscles and yep. learn yep. these techniques and yep. be self-aware and be ready when you're doing things in life. Yeah, one of my one of my goals uh, recently is like a doctor. Their their credo of like do no harm. Mm-hmm. And you can't always fix everything and you can't, you, sometimes you're going to say something that unintentionally offends someone, right? 
right? Right. But I find I'm less likely to say something offensive. I'm less likely to harm another person if I'm coming from a place of wholeness Mm -hmm. and love and Mm -hmm. kindness for myself. And it's exactly what you're saying. Right. Can you imagine our world if everyone is confident? I know. And so this, I quoted myself because this was a thought that came to me as I was thinking about confidence and it's on my calendar and it's this. Confidence is not the belief that you're better than others or that you're more than enough. Confidence is the belief in your inherent wholeness, the knowledge that you are exactly enough. In lots of the philosophy books and different books I listen to, they say the opposite of scarcity is not abundance. The opposite of lack and scarcity is enough. And I think we falsely equate confidence with abundance. We don't need abundance. I'm not, I don't think I'm better than anyone else. Well, you aren't. Because I'm not. But I, mean, I think you are because I'm married. To you. Well, thank but, you. I, but I mean, but because I'm not, and me feeling confident does not mean I think I'm better than other people. It's just a belief in my wholeness. Exactly. It's a it's a belief in that I have and inherit all of the attributes that I need, and it is up to me to work hard to m- manifest those. Honestly, do you remember when we were talking about how judgment separates? Mm-hmm. See, when you're I've been thinking com- about that too. When you're truly confident, full of love, you're not separating. Yeah, and it goes back to that. Whole Wholeness. When you feel whole with yourself, you feel more connected to those around you. And I've read this and I've heard this. When you feel more at peace and whole with yourself, you feel a kindness for everything, for animals, for the earth. Like it really doesn't just reflect through like how you interact with people. Mm -hmm. It reflects how you interact with your surroundings too. Yeah. That, that idea that judgment separates and judgment stems from fear. This idea, I don't want to be like this person. I want to separate myself from them. And it's usually a fear of seeing something in yourself you don't like in yeah. somebody else. Well, I think I've so I think we've sold why confidence is a good thing. I think so too. So, if confidence is a muscle, should we all work it on out? And so just to review, um some steps on how to boost your confidence. One, we talked about determining an area in your life that you'd want to boost your confidence in. Because I think just saying I want to be more confident is kind of abstract. You might get, you know, start to feel a little crazy in the head. Pick one area. Oh my gosh, calm down. You're doing great. Just pick one area. And then number 2, think of some ways to work on that confidence. And then number three is the section in which we shared all of the different reps or exercises you could try. And they were nip it in the bud, um, determine your worst case scenario, make no assumptions. And then- Can I just say one thing? Oh yeah. One of the reps needs to be stop comparing, just stop comparing. Yeah, that's good. Stop comparing. That's in your make no assumptions in the comparing. It is, it is, but just one more time. Just stop comparing. That's a rep. Yeah. Don't do it. It's pointless. Yeah, you gotta like practice that every day. It's hard. I still do it. I we do it do too. It. Stop. And I don't think I do it, but I do it in ways that it. I don't think I do. Yeah. Oh, man. Sorry. No, that's so good. And then I think the last one was, um, remember, it's not about you. And then all of this is the goal that that confidence comes from within instead of from the validation and praise of achievement and other people. Because reading your podcast comments does make us feel awesome and great about the podcast. But before I read the comments, we felt like the content was fulfilling our goals. So we didn't have to have those comments to make us feel like we 
were doing a good job. They they just are like this added incentive that like light us up and fire us up and make us want to do more too. So since we've talked about the podcast comments, we like to go through, we appreciate your time listening to this podcast. We appreciate it so much. I don't think that there's a person on the earth who values a person's time more than I do because it's hard for me to give my time. So when people give it to me, I genuinely appreciate it. So I just want you to know that. I genuinely appreciate your time. And when you go and take the time and leave a comment and when you share, I say sharing is caring. When you share about our podcast with people, um, that is the absolute top way that you can thank us and help us and make us feel awesome if you want, if you're so inclined, is sharing. And so we just want to thank you. And so uh, each week we share either a podcast review or an email. And this week it's going to be a podcast review. Eric gets to pick them yeah. and we send them an I'm doing awesome Tumblr and a new Shack CD. And sometimes I throw other things in. I don't know. It just depends on what I've got. Yeah, this one's from H Rally. And I like this because they gained some confidence from our last episode. <gasps> oh. Or episode 16. I'll read it for you. And if this is you, shoot us an email with your address and we will get you your goodies. I've been working on improving my small business lately and have been really struggling with what to charge. And I just listened to episode 16. It's like you made this podcast just for me. We did. After listening, you helped me realize that I am okay to charge a little more for my products and that I'm not stealing from people if I raise my prices. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. And like I said... Thank you guys so much for all of your comments, your emails, your engagement, for sharing about the podcast. Thank you for your time today. We sincerely and genuinely hope that this serves you and helps you in some way, if nothing other than to entertain you. (laughs) And... uh, We just love you so much. I want to remind you that you can always subscribe to my newsletter through theallisonshow.com. Get that free calendar. It's not going to be free next year. And I also want to tell you, only you can be you. And you are already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what, you sexy little devil, are you going to take us out on? Well, this song is sexy. You're sexy. Well... That's not the point. But okay, thanks. but share your sexiness. Okay, this is uh, this song is called Dream About. There's a quote from a movie in the middle of it. What's the band? Is it New Shack? It, no, it's Present as Lord. Oh, I like Present as Lord. Yeah, it's, this is a good song. So email me. I'll also, first person to email about this one, what movie it's from, we'll get a CD. Okay, you're throwing out a lot of things for me to well, ship. Yeah, I, I, that's why I'm doing it. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not actually physically going to send these out. <laughs> Allison and her assistant will, so there you go. <laughs> Thanks.
Feel